like the only podcast I think that hasn't released an episode this week. Usually everyone releases one on Monday, but we're live in three, two, one. Welcome in, guys. Brand new month. October 4th, 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. This is Kicking It With The King, episode 205. My name is Gabriel Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, welcome in. We are back. We're live. Great show planned. It's Friday, like I said. We always we always tend to do our shows on Friday, so we do them on Fridays. That's usually the end of the week. That spells the end of a lot of work weeks, a lot of school for a lot of different people. So I think everybody's happy overall. That's the best part. And what better way to make people more happy rather than releasing a brand other than releasing brand new episode of kicking it with the king we were last here last sunday if i wasn't not mistaken but it feels like forever a lot of stuff's happened in the world of mixed martial arts a lot of stuff's happened in my own life we want to talk about that but like i said the most part the best part about all this is that we can agree on one thing today that we will be having one of the best episodes that we've had and i say that every single week ladies and gentlemen i try to pride myself on having the best shows i try to pride myself on how to put together the best shows for the best people the best fans and the best audiences because people that don't necessarily host the podcast but there's thousands of fans thousands of people that are out there listening to them but they don't necessarily host their own podcast those are the real ones those are the fans those are the real people out there appreciate all you guys um like I said, <laughs> I always like to extend my respects to all those kinds of people and stuff. And it, it, it turns out to be one of the best, you know, it's, it's one of the best, you know, things like, you know, what goes around comes around. It's like you get the best, uh, you get the best out of it all. And like, you know, everybody gets a little piece of the pie is what I mean. So it benefits and helps everybody in all sorts of ways, especially, I mean, there's people I know that have their own podcast that... You know, listen to other people's podcasts as well. I'm one of those people. I've done that for so long. Like I said, coming up close on six years now. So that's going to be exciting. Um, like I said, there's a couple more months left in this year. And then next year is going to be even better. It's going to be even bigger. Um, a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of exciting uh, things, obviously, in the, in the MMA world. we got a lot to talk about on today's program. Uh, it's UFC Fight Week, UFC 243 from Australia. We have a middleweight unification bout that we have to talk about. Um, Fight Week is coming up. Robert Whitaker returning against Israel Adesanya. Is, is Israel the big deal? Is it the big deal? Is he really that next best thing that everyone's talking about. We're going to talk about every single one of those things today. Um, obviously, like I said, there's there's more weekends where there is fights than weekends when there's not. So, like, there's never anything to never talk about. And I've said that so many times here on this program, multiple times. But, ladies and gentlemen, before we begin, um, we are available on Spotify, Apple, if you have iPhone, Apple Podcasts, probably the easiest, probably the quickest um of them all to get the brand new episodes when they are released. Android, you got Google, Google Play Music. Anywhere you get your podcasts. I like to make it simple and easy for people to access things because we've had a little history in the past of making it hard as fuck for people to get access to the shows. 
like if you if you I, like I said like, like I think like last week or so I was listening to um I was listening to one of my old shows and I'm just like dude this is horrendous then a girl says oh I liked it your voice sounds sexier now and I was like I'm like I still just the cat the way I set it up and I mean the fact that I had all these fighters on and and people on early means make, makes me pose and think what the fuck am I doing now I just like doing solo shows, man. I was going to do one with her the other day, but I don't know. The app wouldn't let me use my phone as well as record because, like you said, you know, I use the Anchor app. Like I said, if you're trying to start your own podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I think you definitely should invest your time, your effort, and your mind into the Anchor app, ladies and gentlemen. This is no joke. I can't be as honest as I am about it. The Anchor app is the go-to app. It's the number one app in all of the app stores. It doesn't fucking matter what kind of phone you have. Android, iPhone. doesn't matter. The app is the app. And the app is probably the most easiest and, you know, best creation over there. Shout out to the team over there at Anchor. They're the ones that publish this podcast. I just talk for an hour and a half or more about my, give my thoughts about this this amazing sport and uh, try to get people to, you know, see it from my point of view as well as like, you know, just enjoying a podcast. That's what it's like. Like I said, if it wasn't for Anchor, I wouldn't be broadcasting every single week, ladies and gentlemen. And we, uh, let me try not to take a huge hiatus again and wait till the end of the week when there's so much shit to talk about. I was so stressed out yesterday because I had so much shit to catch up on. I had to catch up on, um, if you're familiar with, uh, if you watch CBS channel, SWAT CBS season three just recently aired. I, I didn't get to watch the episode the first night it was out. Um, the countdown show, UFC 243 countdown show. I just got done finished watching that yesterday, um, amongst many other things. So I've just been catching up a lot and, um, it feels good, man. It feels great to be back. It, um, pumped up motivated everything everything's gonna fall into place and everything's gonna be awesome man we got a great uh show like i said um got let's let's break it down let's break down today's list obviously i did give you a little gist of what we were talking going to talk about i mean saying ufc 243 obviously there's a lot to think about a lot to break down a lot to you know a lot to think about a lot of interesting um topics going into this this fight a lot of interesting thoughts scenarios that goes into this fight between Robert and Israel a lot of questions being asked a lot of questions that I would be willing to answer I've seen a lot of these different questions um and you know we will address those um and, you know, Israel Adesanya has been in the news <laughs> a lot because of, you know, just this is a big moment. It's one of the biggest fights, maybe the biggest fight in Australian MMA history, along with this Israel being in the news, you know, the whole John Jones beef, him saying he's going to go up and fight Stipe, and just like all this different stuff. So we'll talk about that and um, definitely talk, talk about the implications and follow it up with some talk about potentially who could be next after that is it paulo costa could it be cannoneer we'll slow the roll on that everybody it just depends on what happens with israel versus rob it, it would say it's one of those fights to where it's one of the closest fights ever or you know it was a back and forth fun fight depending on what goes down and depends on who wins like if rob loses but it's like a razor thin 
split decision or some crazy shit. We've seen crazier shit happen in the sport. So, like I said, I can't just hold my mind and commit my mind to one thing or one person or one fight to be next afterwards because this sport is so unpredictable. So, we'll wait and see what happens before I really expand my thoughts. Maybe after the fight, maybe Sunday morning, do a post-fight show. We'll talk about... uh, Talk, I mean, yeah, maybe Sunday night, maybe Saturday, maybe it's Saturday evening after the fights, but the fights are going to be a lot later. I don't know how much more sooner they're going to be on, on because they're in Australia. And I think it's Sunday over there while it's still Saturday over here. So I don't know what's going to, I don't know how that's going to happen. So we might have some special coming up uh, talking about um, just, just, just recapping everything that went down, depending on how crazy it is. I think we still will do it, despite how crazy it gets or how just how crazy it doesn't get. But just a f- simple fact that I want to continue to move along with the train and continue to think about what could be next for these guys, because both of these guys are, you know, if, if they're both in good spots if they both win. For Rob, Rob's been out for a, a year, a year and a half, so almost two years, and you know hasn't fought that much, hasn't fought that currently, hasn't fought nearly as much as Israel. Israel, Israel's rise in the UFC, I think, has has, has been one of the craziest things that I have seen, and and one of the most. Uh, you know, amazing things. I think what he has been able to do in such a short time has been, has been nothing short of amazing. He has excellent striking. He, he's very accurate. He's fantastic. It's like watching him is like a, watching a movie, like a video game character. He has all the skills in the world. He has the charisma. He has the, the skill set. He has a style. Fan friendly. Very charismatic. Social media game on point. You know, he, he can promote himself well. You know, he's he's famous. He's he's very well known to, you know, a lot of fans. A lot of Hollywood likes him. A lot of celebrities, you know, are lining up to meet and see Israel Adesanya. Seventeen and zero. Not even a full year in the UFC, or maybe a full year now. I don't know exactly. You know, I just know it's a matter of months, a short amount of months, and all the things that he's been able to do in such a short time, and. Um, this creates a huge opportunity for Israel. So, you know, I've seen all the hype. I've seen everyone talking about him. I've seen everybody, you know, talk about him. But one thing for me, I, I feel that's necessary is that the fact that people can't overlook Whitaker. You can't just put him out of this because he's been out. Obviously, like I said, he's had some unfortunate history. You know, he's made it to a couple fights, but he's made it to a fight and, you know, had to pull out hours later. And, um, you know he hasn't he hasn't uh, had the hasn't had the best of luck, but it's just uh, it's unfortunate and uh, I think like I mean out of everything that I could be worried about right now when it comes to this fight card is I mean at the back of it all at the back of this at the back of my mind when it comes to this fight I, I hope that someone shows up maybe Paulo Costa goes there and. You know, it would serve as a backup or something, but I don't even want to like, I don't even want to think about that because I think, I think they definitely bolt. I think they will show up, man. It's, I don't, I think it's too high stakes. I mean, I mean, Rob looked real massive at the open workouts. If you watched, I think it was Thursday or was it yesterday or the day before? But if you look at the open workouts, Rob looks massive, looks a lot more bigger, more, more muscular. And obviously his punches look a lot more, you know, obviously still look as sharp and, and good. Israel looks good as well. Uh, it's really intriguing fight. I mean, if you look at the toughest fight to date that Rob has had, 
has to be Romero. There's no ifs, ands, or buts when it comes to that. So, I mean, if, if Rob can withstand the bombs of Romero and everything Romero was able to bring to the table, I, I think, I mean, it, it, it's almost not comparable because the styles of Israel and the style of, of uh, Yoel is a lot different. Yoel is that one-punch knockout artist that you just got to watch out for because he throws bombs. He throws fight-ending blows, whether it's a knee, a kick, a punch. Flying knees. He, 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 he does it all. He's scary. Uh, every punch he's throwing is to knock you senseless. Going to the side of Israel. Israel obviously has power, but he has more precision. And, and, and his punches are, are come at very very speedy-like angles. A very speedy, very very precision-like, very sniper-ish-like. And it's not like he puts people out with one shot. It's just those those punches he throws. It's, it's only a matter of time before he eventually starts to break you down slowly but surely and, and, and get his timing down. And he starts to unload and land some nasty shots, busting you open. It's not one of those guys that's going to knock you senseless. You know, obviously, he'll, he, he's, he's going to stop you. I feel like when he finishes people it's a, it's a barrage of strikes elbows knees punches look what he did in his UFC debut look what he did to Kelvin Gastelum I mean outclass Anderson Silva say what you want about prime Anderson's non-prime versus non-prime Anderson and all that but you know he, he he's put the body of work together he's made it comfortable and as and what I mean by making it comfortable is he's made it seem like this is a legitimate challenge for Rob this is a crazy sport this is something we can't overlook or underlook. We can't underestimate none of these people like that. Because if you underestimate people, that's when they usually show up. That's when you have, usually have to worry about things. Israel has put all the confidence in my mind to believe that he can show up and believe that he can really contest and, and you know, compete with Rob. I think he can definitely hurt Rob. I think, you know, there's nothing in this fight that Israel is out of other than, you know, maybe being, being hit too much. And, you know, being, you know, Kelvin has power, definitely. Rob has power. But Rob's power, Rob's punches, I just feel like they're nastier. They're, they're not the kind of punches that you want to sit and have a little fight of the night kind of performance against. You don't want to be in that kind of fight with Rob because he hits you, he, 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 he hurts you, he can hurt you with head kicks, he can hurt you also with knees. I mean, obviously, like you said, his punches are the things that come to mind and, you know, just his nasty, how, how nasty his strikes are, how quick and how, how much power he packs. I mean, the fact that, look how big he looks, man. I mean, I don't know. I didn't see anything, anyone talking about if he was going to make weight. He just looks so much more massive. But, you know, I'm confident in he's going to make weight. I pray to God that these guys do make weight. Nobody misses weight, especially not in this big title fight. Uh, it would be, it would be absolute, you know, it would be terrible, man. It would be so fucking unfortunate if that shit, anything, anything bad like that happened. But, um, like I said, going back to Israel, for me, why I feel comfortable with this is because, you know, he, he's had a short run in the UFC, short, spectacular, and amazing. He knocked out Derek Brunson, 
outclassed Anderson Silva, beat the fuck out of Rob Wilkinson, I think, whoever the hell that is in his first fight, stopped all most of the, all those takedowns. I didn't ever see him taken down. You know, brought Kelvin Gastelum the distance, but busted him up. And you look at the damage he landed in that fight. He dropped him multiple times. I thought that was a clear cut win for Israel based on the damage and the nasty strikes that he did. I mean, you know, Israel has a chin. Israel showed in that last fight that he is a true gamer. He showed that he is ready for the big show. He showed that he is more than ready for a title shot. It's comparable to John Jones. However, when it comes to John Jones, I don't think that Israel is at that kind of level of experience when it comes to what John brings to the table. I definitely think that Israel can maybe compete with John at a, at a more higher weight. But I just think what John, I mean, I mean it's kind of a interesting, fun, comparable matchup. I mean, you can look at it, man. I just think that John's seen so many different types of these people, man. And, and Israel, obviously, like I said, John's a much bigger guy. I feel that much more massive, way thicker, way stronger, and just has so much more experience. And if I was to put money down on this, I would pick John Jones all day. So, I mean, Israel talking about fighting Stipe Miocic, man. You could slow the roll on that. As much pride and happiness and, and confidence that I have in Israel is is for that weight class. I'm not talking about him moving up to 205 pounds. I'm not talking... Israel Adesanya moving up to heavyweight? Are you fucking kidding me? That's like the craziest thing ever. How could anyone think about that? I mean, this, this guy believes in himself. But the thing, all these things I'm seeing, the beef, he set John Jones off. John Jones went on a rampage of tweets sending. <laughs> I mean, you guys can go read them if you want. I'm not going to go pull them all up. But uh, you look at the, um, the about amount of body of work that John put in effortly, effortless. Effort, effortlessly to get the attention of Israel, and Israel later on posts something as kickboxing record, something 22 knockouts or something and five losses, but the thing is John has never lost. He has one loss that was a bullshit loss. A million people in the world, 99.9% of the world would agree that that is a loss. There's, I mean... It, if you think John has lost, you should just go fuck yourself, to be honest with you. Because that's, that's nowhere near being anywhere near true. Because that isn't true, and he has never lost. So, like I said, the whole root of all this, Israel has a tough fight. Very, very tough fight against Rob. We've seen this case a bunch of times. People overlooking their opponents. People looking at future matchups. You know, I mean, the TJ wanting to drop down 125. Was, how, how does that happen? Gets knocked out. Um, what's another example? I, I, I literally can't even think at the top of my mind, but I feel like we've seen this more, than more times than not. I'm sure you guys can think of examples where fighters overlooked their opponents and thought about potential future fun freak show fights that they wanted to do, and they end up losing. And what happens to those fights? Everything that they're talking about gets scrapped because they're not focusing on what's in front of them. That's the thing I'm talking about. No, like I said, he can he can definitely look at those matchups. Those are some fun matchups. I mean, kind of wild and outlandish for the um, talk about the Stipe one, but uh, 
I mean, who knows what the hell can happen? I mean, we got Connor versus Floyd Mayweather in, in this sport, so I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's insane. I don't know what the hell can happen, but you know, there's a there's a title that's up for grabs. Um, the unification bout. I think uh, this is gonna be interesting, fun fight. Like I said, he has to fight. He has to get past Rob. If he doesn't get past Rob, then that's that's a real problem. You know, Kelvin Gastelum's a, a a viable challenge, but. Uh, I mean, a guy loses to Neil Magny, man. Come on, dude. Get the fuck out of here. No disrespect to Magny, man. He's a great fighter, but where the fuck is he? Where is he? He's not No, he's not in the news. No fights coming up. Close split decision loss. Kelvin, Kelvin leaves himself open to be hit a little too much sometimes. And a guy like Israel, perfect fight for him. It was an amazing fight. Amazing competitor. Kelvin obviously has championship-like material. Has a lot of heart, but you know, for me, heart doesn't get you anywhere. It does, but you got to have the skills to back it up. Now, I'm not, now I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna sit here. I'm saying I'm talking shit about Kelvin. I'm just saying that he doesn't present the same kind of danger that I feel like Rob does. And I'm just being honest. Like it's like saying Mike Tyson versus the Mike, the power of Floyd. No disrespect to Floyd. Floyd's the greatest of all time. The power of like Floyd versus the power of Mike Tyson. What are you gonna think about Mike Tyson's blinding fight-ending power? And you just absolutely gotta watch what the fuck you're doing. Or Francis Ngannou, for example. Okay, you're thinking about that, or versus someone who just punches good or puts together punches. You know, necessarily doesn't necessarily put people out with every shot, but puts I mean like a Max Holloway. He wears people down, for example, with this with this pace. And he eventually overwhelms these guys. He overwhelms everyone he fights and he virtually just wears them down, breaks them down, and finishes them. Flur a barrage of flurry of punches. You know, he finds and picks his shots wisely. He does everything precisionly but with precision and you know, it's not it's not like he's a nasty power striker just the way he <laughs> the way he hits these guys and overwhelms them and every single shot just boop, 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 like a video game just wears it down wears your levels down it's like you're at the top boom level 10 9 8 7 6 boom and he just wears you down and takes you out similarly to what i was just comparing him to so like i said israel has pop he has power he has the ability to hurt rob i think he can definitely hurt rob Rob's not careful. And obviously, like I said, ring rust. I'm at this point where I don't really know how I feel about ring rust because there hasn't necessarily been anybody that I have been targeted or thinking about or, or seen that has had ring rust and that's fallen. Like, that's really just like, oh, that's that's that, that I'm not convinced about that because you can say like people are fans from the outside oh he hasn't fought in two years but what has he been doing in those two years or what has she been doing in those two years she's been training she's been sparring probably been working out in the gym it's not like they've been away they just haven't been in your eyes you haven't been able to speculate you haven't been able to see what happens on the indoor that's what that's why I said this whole ring rusting it's a serious myth and obviously the training room and stuff and all that's different from from the actual cage and all that but if you can replicate that if you can really put that same feel if you have a good gym like that that you can really replicate that same type of feeling and stuff and, and provide that same kind of um environment fight environment to where if you do take a couple years off or you are out for six months or so then it can make 
and make it to where it can make it to where hold on it, it makes it to where like it makes it easier on you that's the thing you want it to not it's not gonna be easy but it's, it's gonna be easier than it, than it originally would be and if you can just not you can knock it down knock down the knock down how hard it is a little just to make it more simpler for your for yourself that's all you got to do it's the most important thing surround yourself have people around you that you know care about your your growth and your wellness and just you getting better every single day that's the most important part that's what i think we should all do oh my knee just almost gave out Oof. I've been having knee problems for like so long. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but every time, like every other time, it like it buckles sometimes. It's like it feels like it's gonna give out. Like if there's something inside there that's gonna like make it buckle or something. I don't know, man. If I got kicked in my leg, I don't know what the fuck would happen. So like, I don't know if it's like just cartilage. You know, I run. I run on the. Uh, I run on the tr- the track a lot. I mean, I, not in the track, but I've run a lot in my past teenage years on pavement for the longest time and I really heard that that's not necessarily the healthiest nor best way because your bones are just constantly clicking when you're running and I just heard it's not I mean if you have that um for example let me see um you know the playgrounds the little kid play- playgrounds now they have that bouncy kind of uh I don't know what it's called asphalt I don't know what, what the fuck you call it but it's so bouncy and it's made out of like tires, I think. So it's made out of tires, and uh, and it, it's, it's I think I don't know if it's a lot safer, but it's better for you. Say you fall down, I don't think the injuries would be as catastrophic if, or as devastating as if it was pavement. So maybe running on something like that. I don't know how safe it is running on a track. I think it really depends on your shoes as well and just the way you're doing it, the way you're running. You know, I try to be as light on my feet as possible when it comes to running or any any types of working out and stuff and my footwork drills and all these different things because I don't want to put, I know, I know about that stuff and, you know, I don't know. I haven't had any crazy falls or any freak accidents to where I've never had any uh, known injuries like that. I never hurt my knee. I mean, my knee just gives out every so often, man. I don't know. I mean, I'll go get it checked, but... I'm scared shitless of doctors, bro. So I don't know. I don't want to go to a fucking doctor and they tell me I have some sort of disease or some shit. I'm like, oh, nah, I just waited out. Let me die slowly. I don't care. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, just, just regular stuff. Man, I, I don't know. We got off track, but, um, going back to Israel versus Rob. Now, here's an interesting question. Who am I picking? This one I had a lot easier of a time thinking about who I think could win. You hear the beautiful wind in the background. It's just just the beautiful the wind, the weather is picked up. The weather has gotten cooler. It's gotten colder in the morning. It's been more enjoyable. I've enjoyed every second of it. So um I have to go with the underdog, man. People are picking this guy, but they're not respecting the champion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long he's been gone. It matters about the realisticness of of, of, of just breaking it down. Logic. You, oh, use, your full, use your full set of your skills. 
And what I mean by that is opening your mind up to where you can fully think about this without being taken by the hype or being uh, blinded by the hype or being just not paying attention to facts fully. I mean, obviously what Israel, like I said, has done is, is nothing short of amazing, but I just... You, you, you've got to respect all sides. You've got to look at it from all angles. If you don't, if you look at one thing one-sidedly, your your decisions aren't going to be as clear, man. It's just it's not going to go good, and that goes for anybody that does that. You got to look at everything openly. If you don't look at everything openly, man, whew, keep those thoughts to myself. Um, if you don't look at things openly, just makes makes things one-sided for you. It, it, it doesn't allow you to use your full potential when it comes to your mind, when it comes to thinking about things. What do you want to do? It's your choice. You got to think about it full heartedly. Otherwise, these casual fight fans who just, oh, they have little orgasms to all these um, fucking new superstars. Connor, the Ronda fans. That, that was a question I had with Ronda Rousey. What happens when she meets a striker that just doesn't rush in and get crazy and get caught up in that judo? Doesn't get hip tossed, doesn't get arm barred. I'm sorry, but I was thinking about that shit a long ass time ago. I thought about that, but when she when she got into the UFC, man. Just thinking, man. Well, these all these fucking girls running in, rushing in, trying to take her out. Ronda hip tosses them, throws them down, submits them like well, you guys need to be patient. You guys act like this is the only time you're fighting for a world title belt. And it's like, you got to be smart with these people, man. I mean, otherwise, you're going to get outclassed. Easier said than done, but when you're when you're observing from, like, the outside and you're looking at it, dude, it's, it's pretty fucking logical if you look at it. I mean, look what happened. Look what Holly was able to do. She knocked her out with the head kick. She stopped her with the head kick. I think she, like, lost, lost some teeth or something, if I wasn't mistaken. Um... But also, I mean, why in the fuck did why in the fuck did Ronda come back and fight Amanda? Why? Why? Can somebody tell me why? Why? That? Why? Why the fuck did that need to happen? Please, just someone educate me because it's it's horrible. That, that why? I mean, if you if you look at I mean, Ariel just had a a really good podcast the other day about I think it was, I don't know if he calls it, he said he doesn't call the MMA reporters anymore but he had I don't know remember the name of the lady but she was giving all this insight about like Rhonda and you know her behind the scenes and all that and all that made me think like why in the fuck did she even come back to fight she she gets over losses in over like five years or gets over losing and takes her five plus years dude come on why you, that's like a suicide attempt she's not gonna she's just gonna the way she exited the sport, the fact that she didn't really release any, you know, post-fight analysis or anything. Man, there's lower-tier fighters than her that do that. Everybody, that's what makes people love you more. Because you're humble in your defeats. It doesn't matter if you're in, it doesn't matter. But combat sports is the biggest, biggest sport that's out there. That's the, that's the biggest thing out there. So when these people own up and they lose and they... You know, release a statement, you know, maybe a few 30 minutes after the fight, next day, and, you know, everybody loves them because they see how human they are and how classy they are in victory or defeat. Ronda didn't do none of that. And that's crazy because that's like the only person that I can really think of that, that 
really didn't release statements like that. I mean, you, you, you'd expect these people that everyone, everyone's talking about, all the news outlets, all social media, everybody's just getting on board talking about her, wanting to interview her, wanting to see what her next move is, wanting to talk to her, wanting to watch her fight. See, their haters will try to talk shit and find something new to talk about. And, you know, they very, very well much have succeeded when it comes to the career of, of Ronda because of of the simple fact that, you know, it, it, the writing's up there. She didn't have any class on her way out. I mean, obviously, like I said, it doesn't change what she did for the sport and all that and in judo and olympics and all those different things man it doesn't change that but just kind of an unfortunate turn of events i don't think she's gonna fight again um i just don't i think the game passed her by way too quickly i thought <laughs> it was only a matter of time man i was thinking about like i said i was thinking about the holly fight basically that holly style type of fight long before holly even fought her that's why i was like Oh, everybody's uh, counting Holly out. You guys are fucking crazy if you think that. What's going on? I mean, there's people more credentialed and fought longer than Holly at, that failed miserably at beating Ronda. But, you know, un unfortunately, just those, I don't know, man. That that arrow was weird, man. All the, it seems like some of these girls that did fight her could have en ended up winning, but they didn't. They, they had credentials. They had, you know, wrestling, Olympic silver medalist background. I think it was like a couple of those people. And, uh... Like, it's just crazy. I mean, that shows you how, how quickly the game can evolve. And, you know, if you look at Holly's career now versus where, where she used to be, I mean, she never really was on an absolute tear for, like, the longest amount of time. I mean, she had a lot of hype coming in to comp, uh, the MMA world. Obviously, she had success outside of the UFC before coming into the UFC. But, you know, she's been in all these high-stakes fights. And I still feel that Holly does definitely have a lot more to give. It's just that she's had a lot of these big fights very quickly i mean she's been in the ufc for a minute now so um you know obviously like i said i i don't think that she's far off but she has a lot more work left despite every one of the losses that she's had in my personal humble opinion basically so like i said about i don't know we like really segued and i was not trying to segue but as i told a lot of people is like when we do segue we do talk about and point out a lot of different things so it's uh it's quite interesting to do that but um let's go back to what i was saying about israel is that um is that you know the whole hype thing what happens when this happens what happens when that happens what what's going to be the next thing is he going to lose? I, I believe, I mean, a lot of people may believe this too, but a lot of people would say that Israel it, it would lose before, like, a Khabib. Khabib's not going to lose, in my opinion, man. But a, a, a guy like Israel, I feel that Israel hasn't shown any, I mean, obviously, other than, like, takedown defense and stuff, but he, he he's had a lot of fun fights, a lot of fan-friendly, a lot of entertaining, a lot of competitive fights, but a lot of them, he was just one-sidedly whooping people's asses in there. I mean, made he 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 she folded up Derek Brunson outclassed and Anderson Silva when Israel has had multiple years of kickboxing so a stand-up fight with Anderson doesn't seem like it's the hardest thing because of the fact that Israel has had so much experience my knee is really hurting me right now I don't know I hope it doesn't give out one of these days dude that shit would be terrible bro um but then in the Rob Wilkinson fight, it's like he was three steps ahead of him. Um, who the fuck is that guy? Um, 
Kelvin Gastelum, like I said. I mean, those are good, fun fights. Those are the perfect fights to build him up. But, you know, like Darren Till, for example, you look at the fights he had before. You know, he beat some good guys. But were those guys absolutely on a tear before, you know, fighting for that title? And he goes and fights Woodley. Boom, you see what happens. He gets stopped in there. And then he has a fight with Masvidal because the UFC pushes him fa- pushes him forward. They, they, uh, this is a good show, by the way. I'm really dropping some serious knowledge today. This is, this is what happens when you don't, when you're not on the show for a while. So, um, so basically, they pushed him. It's not, it's not his fault he got these matchups. Everyone's talking about him. The, all of the media, everyone's just up in arms. Everyone wants to see him in all these big, huge fights because of the fact that everyone's talking about it. Skill-wise and stuff, you, you can't push someone too far, man. Otherwise, it's just not going to go good for when it comes to those kinds of fights. My biggest question for me is this fight with Rob. If this is going to be the fight. Is this going to be the big fight that we need to see? Is this the fight that really will show who Israel is? Because mark my words, if Israel puts Rob away or puts on an emphatic per- a performance against Rob, I will shut my mouth and we have the next big star on our hands. But this is the next big test. This is the next big thing. This is what we really need to see as fight fans, MMA journalists, fighters, it doesn't matter, the speculators of the sport, lovers of the sport, we got to see, we got to see everything, we got to see this, and this is what we will see in this fight, I mean, I love Israel's confidence, I like, I like his backstory, I like, I like his skill set, what he brings to the table, everything's a viable challenge, everything's a viable, uh, everything he brings is, is credentialed. Like I said, there's nothing that Israel brings that I don't think he doesn't deserve to have. And doesn't, I mean, obviously, like I said, who am I to say what he deserves to have, but it's nothing that I think it, that can't contend with the best fighters in the world. I thought those were lesbians holding hands. I was about to say, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like homophobic or nothing. I was just, I, I looked at it for a second, people walking by each other and waving their hands back and forth. I thought they were like holding hands or something. Yeah. That's cool. That's where I do my podcast. So, like I said, may the best man win. And you know, I'm starting I'm starting to segue to where I'm gonna stop making fight picks. I mean I will, and unless I'm supremely confident, but these for these big fights, for fights like this, for fights like Tony Ferguson versus Khabib. I'm gonna list the A's, the B's, the C's, the D's, the E's, the F's, and the motherfucking G's. In all these different aspects to seeing what could potentially happen, to seeing to opening my mind up to all the opportunities for to what can really happen in these kinds of fights. That's what I want to do. That's what that's something that I feel like I, I like to do. Because it my mind is is just so fucking open. To all these things, because if your mind isn't, it, it, it doesn't happen to everybody. That's the thing. So what I mean by that is that there's just fans that swear up and down that are uneducated, that that just think one-sidedly about these fights, and that's the way they think normally, and they're just not able to think fully like that, like they could. That's the only problem. But when you allow yourself to really think about shit deeply and be an overthinker. 
you know, thinking a lot about stuff, breaking down these fights, breaking down shit. I'm really good at breaking shit down. I'm good at breaking people down. I'm good at breaking people mentally. I'm, 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 I'm mentally ahead of a lot of people in my kind of lifetime and my kind of generation and the people I've come across. There's been more times where I've been ahead. I've been able to identify behaviors. I've been able to identify how people act, why they act, why they dress this way, what they're trying to do, what kind of messages they're trying to send. All these different kind of vibes, man. I can read people's vibes up and down. So in my lifetime and me being very fluent in speaking and very good, very open, very communicative with speaking and stuff, that that translates to the fight world, man. That makes me look at fight fighting different differently than a lot of other people do. So I feel like I twist my knee. I keep twisting my knee. I need to stop. What if I need buckled here on the show? We've done so much shit on this podcast. I wouldn't be surprised if if something crazy like that happened on this show, man. But uh, like I said, this is going to be a great fight. Obviously, co-main event, Dan Hooker versus Ally Quinta. Definitely a huge fight, man. But uh, I like Al in this fight. I just feel like he has a lot more and more skills. Obviously, Dan's been fighting for a long time, and he has a lot of hype behind him. No, not 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 necessarily the hype like Israel, but Israel's his best friend, and you know this is a a huge big moment for both of them. And you know, obviously coming up together, training together, that's basically like the like the lower level Cormier and Kane relationship. And uh, it, it, it it's great to see, man. Skill wise. I feel that Al is definitely, obviously, uh, obviously, um, Hooker is uh, obviously a prolific finisher. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous fight, man. Especially the, the thing that makes me the most concerned is has to be the, um, sorry, um, has to be the, the height, the height difference. You know, the knees and stuff, but I don't know. I just don't feel like he's fast, fast enough. I mean, Al's in and out. Al had a very fun, com- competitive fight. He landed a lot of shots against Khabib. He did real good against Khabib, man. He did better than most people did. And the fact is, he did that on short notice, man. I can only imagine what he'd do on the full camp. I mean, if he can stop Khabib's takedowns like that and do that over again but be more polished, dude, that makes for an interesting fight. I mean, Al has fought the best guys and beaten a lot of the best guys, guys with twice as much, four times more experience, five times more experience than the people his dance fought. But I just think Al's more polished on the feet and I'm more comfortable with, with breaking it down when it comes to him. I'm not saying that he can't, he's not, I'm not saying that Dan can't win. I just, I feel more comfortable on the longevity side and everything else on the other side of what Al's doing. People getting a little wild here, I think little road rage I can tell like the person that was beeping has a little fucking fucked up hood that's probably the people that get in the most accidents bro the ones that have road rage I'm like no wonder you guys' cars are fucked up like I'll see people's nice ass like freaking cars and shit like that and um like I don't get why they drive like fucking idiots to only have nice cars. Like, who in the fuck would want to go through having to go through, like, you know, get insurance or get people's information, have a call the cops, have all this other bullshit happen. Just drive normally. Like, you're literally putting your life on the line every time you drive. You never know. Like, some dude could drive up behind you or run right in the back of your car and kill your children kill you or something. 
you got to treat every single day safely. Just because you have a nice car, just because you have road rage. I mean, what's more important? Whatever the fuck you're going to do, go go meet your your horrible, ugly date at Starbucks or go, go, go hang out with your best friend or something. You can drive a little slower, bro. Relax. But anyways, like I said, I'm a little hyped up. I'm going with Robert Whitaker, ladies and gentlemen. Hart's going with Robert Whitaker. Skill-wise, it's a competitive fight. Great fight for both men. So we'll see what happens in this fight. Going to go with Ally Quinter on this one. I will put that down on my Verdict MMA page. I like to bet to the highest of the bets. Put all my XP points down on that shit, man. And that's what we're going to do here. So I'm going to do that. Um, what else do we got? What else we got on this show? 15 minutes left here on this episode. Alright, let's just... Let's let's just get on to this other part. I mean, him wanting to fight at heavyweight? Come on, man. That's outlandish and crazy. I mean, we've seen people fight at different weight classes and stuff. I mean, Jared Cannonier fought at heavyweight. No, he's fighting at middleweight, dude. So I'm, like, saying, like, it's not... It's not impossible. It's just... I don't know. It seems like it's too soon. Fight the baddest man on the planet. All the people Sipe has fought. All the great heavyweights. Oh, man. Israel. I'm, put my money down. Israel will get murdered at heavyweight. I'm an, I'm nervous for John at heavyweight. Interesting to see this, this landscape. So, Because all the Sipe stuff, all this other stuff, man. It's it's gonna really be interesting because I have to wait and see, we have to wait and see what happens at what, what happens with with this weekend's fights. Definitely got to see what happens. That's all. A little crazy. That's all. Anyways, like I said, I feel like we've been away for a while. You know, just just been chilling. Relaxing, getting better every day. Just, just working on myself, man. A lot of stuff's happening in the background, and a lot of different shit. But uh, doesn't doesn't deter me from from doing the things that I like to do. Doesn't it doesn't stop me from it doesn't stop like any of the shit that I do. That's the most important part. Why the fuck is there like sirens in the background? Someone die here, get shot or something? It's, it's a dangerous city. People are wild out here. Guys, they're gonna go pick up some donuts or something on in fast. They're in route to pick up some donuts or some shit. Fucking pigs. Just kidding. <laughs> but um, anyways, guys. Like I said, I mean, there's other than that, it's a great card. There's a lot of good fights on that card, and a lot of fights I haven't mentioned. But I will be watching that one. That is a good fight. Um, today the weigh-ins are a little bit. I don't know if they're having official weigh-ins or anything. No, I don't think so, actually. I, I read that they weren't going to be doing that. But, like I said, it's an interesting fight, man. I, I got a couple more embedded videos to watch, I think, and um, and so forth, man. Great fight card. Great. Um, everything else is good. Um, yeah, pretty much. I think that's all we had today. Great show. Wrap it up here. Definitely. Um appreciate all you guys for uh, joining i know i can talk a lot some people love it though you get lost in the voice you could uh, fall asleep to it if you want <laughs> preferably 
preferably, you know who, you know who I'm talking about. But, like I said, great show, um, like I said on, uh, I keep saying like I said, I need to shut the fuck up, um, but as I did say, we might have a post, post recap episode on Saturday night or Sunday morning, because actually Sunday morning because of the fact that I gotta, I gotta take time to digest the shit that goes down on Saturday, so crazy fight, crazy fights, everything crazy happening on Saturday, if it's too crazy, man, I can't sit down and talk about it the next day, or until the next day, it's sometimes it takes a long time to, like, uh, takes time to, um, you know, break it down, because it's how crazy it is. How crazy it was, man. But anyways, like I said, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at G the King MMA. Um, follow our podcast page at KWTK Pod, both on Instagram and on Twitter. Appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode of Kicking It with the King. You guys definitely did kick it. I do like that <laughs> that name, man. It's just it's that's stuck. It's gonna be stuck for another five years. I might just keep it forever. Trademark that shit. Make people want to talk about it. Make people want to listen to it. That's what we do on this podcast. So one more time, appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode. We'll be back later on. Saturday, Sunday, depending on how the fights go. Most likely we'll be back. So I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Like I said, I love every single one of you guys. Baby, I love you. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week.